Hi everyone, this is Matt Hogger and this is Careful Tech, episode 76, How to Work from Home. So I am fortunate in that I have worked from home for nearly eight years now and I currently work on a team of all remote workers, which is good. We kind of set the pace for each other, the expectations are clear, we're all working from home, we're all remote workers. So in some ways my day-to-day -day work life hasn't really been impacted that much by the coronavirus by the illness called COVID-19. But I'm aware that others are kind of being thrust into this unexpectedly, not so lucky to have been working from home already, and I thought it might be helpful to share some things that I've learned that have worked for me as a longtime remote worker. So here are some tips kind of just quickly, just things that came to mind as uh, best practices for homework. First, set up a dedicated workstation. Do not work from your couch. Do not work from the kitchen table. Do not work from your breakfast nook. You need somewhere that you won't be interrupted throughout the day. We've dedicated our spare bedroom to my home office. Yes, there is a small fold-out couch here, but it's a very small space, and most of the time, most days, it's dedicated to my work. It is so essential to have a door that closes and locks for when stuff is going on in your house. So do what you can to set up a proper ergonomic work desk so that you're not hunched over the kitchen table all day, um, so that you're not having kids running back and forth while you're on a conference call. If you can rig up a standing desk, all the better, but take it seriously. And along those lines, make sure that your internet connection is legit. More specifically, check on your upload speeds. Run some tests. Residential ISPs are really bad at offering good upload speeds. They advertise those those big download pipes, but then they give you these tiny little straws to upload stuff back to the internet. That's not ideal if you are getting on video conference calls or if you're uploading big files. Even big PowerPoint decks can be pretty big and that's gonna slow you down if you don't have good speeds. You may also wanna investigate your backup broadband options should your residential connection go down. You're gonna have a lot of people on the network who would not otherwise be where they're at, right? So you might have an order of magnitude, more people in your neighborhood slamming the, the node for your DSL or the network for your uh, cable broadband provider. So you might wanna make sure that your cellular plan is set up to allow you to tether to your phone from your laptop or tablet or whatever you use to get your work done. And make sure that you've got a data plan without ridiculously low tethering data caps. I know that AT&T and others have announced that they're going to lift data caps for residential broadband. I'm not sure if that's going to happen for mobile. So check into it so that you have that as a backup if your residential connection goes down or is too slow. When it comes to, okay, so here's another thing about your home office, right? Consider investing in some improved tools at home with Amazon shipping, it could be here by Monday um, and have you all set up for your remote work. A couple external monitors are a must for me for being productive, especially since I'm doing a lot of layout work, uh, a lot of design work. I, I need to be able to see multiple documents at the same time. I've also upgraded my work headset, my mouse and my keyboard at my home office so that I have the tools I like. I'm a big fan of the MX Master if you're looking for an old school mouse. Uh, I use the Plantronics Voyager Focus UC for my headset. It has noise cancellation built in, 
You might want to get some noise-canceling headphones or a decent sound machine, noise machine, I mean, uh, for white noise. If you have a large family or a, a house with a lot, of, a lot of extra noise going on. And of course, I will always be an evangelist for a treadmill desk. This might not be the time to invest in one, but when you might be challenged to go to the gym, having a treadmill desk to get some minimal amount of movement during the day might not be a bad idea. If you have the financial flexibility to do that, and if you have the space in your home office to make that happen. When it comes to software, you should become, if you're listening to this, you're probably a techie. So you should consider becoming the bleeding edge uh, experimenter for your collaborative software of choice at your employer. If your company is anything like mine, that is not a tech company, not a startup, your colleagues may not be comfortable in Slack or Microsoft Teams or whatever is available to you as employees. So you should become the subject matter expert. Help your colleagues learn the software so that they can participate, so that you can collaborate with them in that space instead of having to fall back to email all the time. Offer some demos of how to take advantage of those platforms and then actively redirect those email threads to Teams or Slack to try to you know, give people a nudge to try the new ways of working. A few more practical tips. Be careful about snacking. It's easy to overeat when you have a fully stocked pantry steps away. And at this time, uh, given the run on grocery stores, your pantry may be overstocked. Uh, you don't want to pack on a few pounds for every week you're away from the office. This might be a long haul, so keep yourself fit. Along those lines, carve out time for exercise during the day. Whether it's before work or over lunchtime, you have a little bit more flexibility now than you might typically have. So use that regained commute time, for example, to walk a few blocks around the neighborhood. Next, keep regular hours. Pick a time block each day that you're going to be available and working and stick to it. Whether that's 8 to 5, that's my typical workday, or 9 to 4, or whatever is right for you, let your colleagues know what to expect but then don't, don't work in the evening. I mean, that's, that's a good rule no matter what in this age of, of connectedness. But just because you're working from home doesn't mean that when you're home, you're working. Finally, be gentle with yourself. This is obviously a stressful, uncertain time, even if you or your loved ones don't get sick. And it's, it's too easy to feel guilty about making decisions and, and prioritizing self-care you can still feel free to take a mental health day. And that's true. If you have the sick time, you're free to use it even if you don't have the coronavirus. I don't want to make light of coronavirus. This is obviously a very serious disease, uh, and I don't want to downplay its effects on its victims or their families. At the same time, we haven't gone through anything like this in living memory. So it's an interesting time, and it will be interesting to see how our society and ways of working changes even after the, the pandemic subsides. Will this nationwide, this worldwide working from home experiment prove that more knowledge workers ought to be setting up home offices? Or will our collective productivity tank and result in a resurgence of physical office space? That seems unlikely to me, but who knows? We'll find out. In any case, this is a good opportunity to try remote workout for yourself and see if it works for you. If you're anything like me, you won't want to go back even once the pandemic has subsided. 
Thanks very much for listening. If you're hearing this and want to share your own tips for working from home, send me a message on Twitter at Careful Tech or at Matt Hogger, H-A-U-G-E-R, and I will retweet your, uh, your best practices. Again, thanks very much for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.